chapter 17 today. We're still talking about how we got here. It's hard living for God. It is hard living for God. It's not easy. It'd be easy to just throw in the towel and say, I just just want to live my life. One of my favorite songs years ago was a song called My Life. wasn't the right song to like, but I liked it. I don't need you to worry for me because I'm all right. Right? It'd be easy just to do that, but we have to submit ourselves to the Lord. And when we submit ourselves to the Lord, then we have a war that goes on. And there's a war in our, in our lives. Each of us have a war. And whether you've been in the church a month or whether you've been in the church uh, 10 years or 40 or 50 years, there's still that constant war that goes on. There's still that constant struggle that goes on because your flesh wants to do one thing. Coming over here now, guys, looking for some support over here. Your flesh, that side's with me. I know that side's with me. Now, Randall will talk about my sleeping habits, but that's all right. He's still with me. And there's this war going on, and my flesh wants to do one thing, but my spirit knows I need to do another thing. And this other thing, that then it causes this conflict, and there's this conflict between good and evil in our minds, our hearts, every day. Every day we have to choose whether we're going to do right or wrong. Every day we have to choose whether we're going to live for the Lord the way that we need to live for the Lord, or are we just going to live for Him half speed, full speed, we're going to idle, we're going to tread water, we're going to swim hard. What are we going to do? How are we going to live for the Lord? How am I going to live for the Lord today? We also realize that it's not just a matter of coming in and joining the church and having the church vote on you or signing membership papers, but it is a matter of being birthed into the kingdom. And so when you're birthed into the kingdom... Then you have the family responsibilities. My wife showed me on Facebook, they had a blanket on Facebook, and it said Zimmerman across the top. And I don't know how it did that. Probably said your family name on it, and then it said that you were hard-headed and stubborn. And The problem was the one that said Zimmerman was exactly right. And I'm like, oh, Lord, where did that come from? How did they know? So we have an obligation to our Heavenly Father. We have an obligation to our Heavenly Family. I need you. I need each and every one of you. Guess what? You need me. We need each other. We need to be connected to each other. We need to be part of the body with each other. We need to be uh, in a place where we serve one another. I I like getting Christmas presents, but I kind of enjoy giving them. More than I like receiving it, especially when it's one that's really, really good. Really, 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 really good. I don't know. One of my favorite Christmas presents, Marty, I don't know if you remember this or not, but uh, I had your dad's name one year for Christmas, and we were living out east at the time, 
and we were in Charlottesville, Virginia. Anybody ever heard of Charlottesville, Virginia? We were in Charlottesville, Virginia, and we drove by this concrete statue place, this concrete place, and they made all kinds of statues. And Marty's dad was a huge fan of Mickey Mouse. He still has him? Well, I'm glad. And that makes me feel better after 30 years because I didn't think he liked it because he's like, oh, okay, good. And he got it. I was so excited. It was, it was about that high, and it was bronze. It was painted bronze. It was a bronze Mickey Mouse. Now, they had other Mickey Mouses that were normal Mickey Mouses, whatever a mouse is, a normal mouse. To me, a normal mouse is a dead mouse. Amen. We have a mouse farm at our house. Ginger, do you remember the book, There's a Mouse in My House? There aren't mice in our house. There are mice in our house. Amen. So we just keep killing them. Amos like, we got to figure out where they're coming at. So we just keep feeding them, keep killing them. Amen. Open up the pantry door one day, and it must have been a fresh kill because he rolled out. He went getting ready to roll out on the floor. I just shut the door. I said, just stay in there. God, don't let Amy go open the door because if that mouse falls out, it's on. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's all right. I take care of the mice. Brother Dennis takes care of the snakes. I'll never forget one day I was driving down the driveway here, and I saw him out there going like this. Now, you know, he's got about a 12-foot leg on him. I saw that big old leg swing up, and I, I came out. I said, what in the world? He said, I just kicked a, I think a blue racer was coming at me. I said, well, I'd take off in the other ways. Ah, they're just snakes. Praise the Lord. Okay. So, you know, snake ministry there, mouse ministry here. We got it all covered. We'll help you with your rodents. Now, so I was so excited about getting that mouse, that bronze Mickey Mouse. We bought it in the summertime, and we had like three or four months, five months until we were going to see him at Christmas. And I, was, I couldn't even hardly wait. And he opened it up, and I was so excited. I just wanted to tell him. And he said, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse. And that's about all he did. It's good to know that he still has it. I was so excited. I like giving. I like serving. I like helping people. I like to be in a place where I can help somebody. I may not be able to give you a lot of money, but I'll go help you work a little bit if you need some work done, you know, or I, I can, I got a tow strap in my truck. I can tow you somewhere. If you break down, I'll tow you somewhere. As long as you can steer it and the brakes aren't locked up, we can tow it somewhere. Keep her out of the ditch because if I'm going to hit the quick release if you're headed for the ditch. Because you're not taking me down there with you either. Amen. And so the church, the kingdom is meant to serve. We're meant to serve. We're meant to, to be with each other. We're meant to be connected with each other. And the reason is that there is strength in numbers here. There is strength in numbers here. And Jesus knew that this battle that we would be in required strength in numbers. The Bible says that a threefold cord is not easily broken. Right? That cord's all twisted up. It's not easily broken. It, when Jesus sent the disciples out, he sent them out two by two. He didn't send them out one by one. He sent them out two by two. Why? Because if one falls down, the other's there to pick him up and take him back. Special forces, Brandon knows this, special forces never travel alone. They all have buddies. And they don't leave until everybody's back. Nobody's left behind. 
And it should be the same way in the kingdom. We're fighting the same devil. We're fighting the same issues. All of us have bad days. Amen? All of us have bad days. Anybody ever have a bad day? Oh, man, we're doing good here. That's a good question. That's more than how many moms have kids. Everybody has a bad day. Everybody has weaknesses. And where I might be weak, you may be strong. And you can help pull me through this thing. And where I'm strong, I can help you in your weakness and say, come on, let's do this together. So if you have mice in your house, I can take care of mice and devils in your house. What a resume, huh? If you have mice in your house, we'll take care of your mice. If you have devils, we'll take care of them as well. Put me on speakerphone. If I can't get to you, just put me on speakerphone. They'll hear me. Amen. And so we're here to support each other and strengthen each other. And we're moving into the, the season of giving and the season of thinking about others. And the devil wants us to think about ourselves. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. And so the giving of ourselves is part of this main thing that we, we come into and we walk in the kingdom of God and we're given to each other. And sometimes, you know, sometimes there's somebody that's wounded and they take a snap at you. You know, when a dog is wounded, you go to help the dog, he's going to bite you because he thinks that you're going to hurt him some more. And so that's when it requires grace and mercy. And so if somebody snaps at you, don't snap back. Just give them a little grace and mercy. I have people in my life, and we're in a situation, we're facing a situation maybe as a family, and they'll say, Dad, how how do you put up with that? And you just say, oh, it'll be all right. It's going to be. You learn that over trials. You learn that over time. Brother Dave was saying the other day, when you hit 50, that's when you start, you're learning How does that go? You learn about everything you need to learn. Now start time to apply it. I've been applying pretty heavy for three years already. Not many people are listening, but it's all right. I still like applying. You know? Do you like peanut butter? No. Well, I'm going to spread you another piece of bread with peanut butter and give you more advice. My father-in-law used to say, come on by the house. I'll give you a lot of free advice. And he said, it's not going to cost you anything. And he just smiled. And it was always scary at the table when he said, you know, you ought to. Those words together were extremely dangerous. I've seen businesses and real estate bought with you ought to. Houses, and it's like, you ought to, you ought to. Then he say, see, I told you. See, I told you. He liked that. But when you get 50 years old or however you are in life, it comes and you, you learn that, guess what? We all need grace and we all need mercy. We all need a little bit of space sometimes. We all need a little bit of time that when the enemy comes in and attacks one of our brothers and sisters, that we are able to understand how they're feeling. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has bad days. That could be a song. You get the best of both worlds. Everybody has problems. I'll never forget driving a carpool of school kids to school, and I had some junior hires in the car. Oh, my Lord. That was 33-mile trip of wisdom one way every day. I had 66 miles of junior high wisdom every day, 66 miles. 
And I'm trying to impart to these kids. My problem was I wasn't 50 yet, I guess. I was trying to tell these kids, this is what happens in life, and this, this, is, this is what happens. And I was explaining it to, to, one, to a bunch of them one day. And this young boy, he was sitting in the front seat. His name was Dustin. And he said, he had a deep voice. Brother Tracy, everybody has problems. That's the best piece of wisdom I had for years. Everybody has problems. I don't think you're a failure because you have a failure. I don't think you're a failure because you have a problem. I don't think you're, you're a loser and no good, and neither does anybody in the kingdom. I'm talking to somebody today. I'm not going to my text right now because I'm working in the Holy Ghost. The Lord is wanting to tell somebody, just because you fall down doesn't mean you need to stay down. Just because you might make a mistake doesn't mean you need to build a house in Mistakeville and stay there forever. It's time to get up, clean yourself off, and say, guess what? I'm going to keep going on. They asked Muhammad Ali one time. We were talking. This is, a, this is a classic deal here. This is classic, you know. So Walmart had that big television on sale, right? I've been wanting a big television for 100 years. My flesh was lusting. Sorry, Amy. You get tired of looking at those little boxes. Caitlin's telling me she's, she's doing her co college courses on her phone. I said, my Lord, can you imagine that? How about that? And so it's on sale at Walmart at 10 o'clock Wednesday night, Eastern Time. So you can buy it. So I got all at, at 9 or 8.30, right? Central Time is 9.30. I'm 30 minutes ahead. I'm opening up the Internet. I'm getting the website. I'm finding it. Man, I'm getting nervous at, at 9.40. I'm nervous, Brother Randall, because it's like, oh, Lord, don't let me miss this. This is, this is, this is good. I've looked forward to this. I've saved up for this. I deserve it. Oh, here I am back at this chair again. Sorry. Well, you're going to have to help me, Austin. I deserve it. And I'm ready to click, right? I'm ready to click. I clicked. And at 9.01, it said, Sold out. What do they have? 25 televisions in the whole country? 10. I missed it. Now, that's not bad because there's a consolation prize. If you didn't get it online, you can come to the store Black Thursday at 6 o'clock and get, get it. So I walk into the store at 4 o'clock on Thursday after Thanksgiving meal and all of that. And so I go get in line. I'm the third guy in line. I am going to get that television. All I got to do is stand in line for two hours and talk to complete strangers. Fortunately, there are times when my sanguine will kick in and I can talk paint dry on a wall if I need to. So we were talking about famous people that we met. 
This one guy, he was cussing up a blue streak. He was cussing and cussing and cussing. And then they said, so you're going you're gonna to new TV? This is for your house? I said, no, it's for my church. And you know, he didn't cuss one more time after that. <laughs> Amen. And then he said, well, I go to church. I said, if I said, you would know where, and I thought, I'm going to call him up and say, you know, you got a cussing saint down there in aisle five at the baked goods waiting on that television. I'm just telling you, he's cussing up a blue streak until he found out that I was buying it for the church. And then, praise the Lord, I'm, I'm, he didn't say his Holy Ghost filled. He just said, okay, anyway. So we were talking about famous people, and I said, well, I met uh, Muhammad Ali. When I was six or seven years old, we ran into Muhammad Ali in the Pittsburgh International Airport. I can still remember it. They asked Muhammad Ali, they said, what is the secret to your success? He said, I, kept, I got up and fought one more round. Just keep getting up. The Lord, the Lord wants you to keep getting up. The longer you lay there in that, in that mess. Now, here we go. I'm going to stop doing this self-pity thing. Stop doing self-pity. Nobody's interested in self-pity because everybody has problems. Nobody's interested in your story. Have you ever been talking to somebody and not one person's listening to you? You're talking in a group, telling them all about your problem, and not one person's talking to you. Not one person is listening to you. I'm back over here again. It must be an attraction, Randall, a fatal attraction over here. You keep coming back here, and you, you know you're talking to all these people. Mark Harden told me the other day, he said it was at a conference, and he said, I was talking to this guy, and while I was talking to this guy, he was looking over my head to find somebody else. And I'm thinking, oh, my Lord, if you're looking over Mark Harden's head, you're looking over, you're, you're tall. Because Brother Mark is 6'5". Well, I missed the part where he said the, the, the guy was standing on a step. And so Mark's trying to talk to him, and this guy's looking over his head looking for somebody else to talk to. Guess what? Everybody's got problems. And you know what? Don't feel bad if somebody's not paying attention to your problem because guess what? They may have a whole wheel, wheelbarrow full of their own problems that they're shoving and pushing around. That's where grace and mercy come in. That's where I just come in and say, I'm going to pray for you. I've been there. I'm going to pray for you. I've been in, I know what it's like. You know when you get cut off in traffic. Boom. Somebody cuts you off. You know what I'm saying? Anybody been cut off in traffic? Yeah, we've all been cut off in traffic, and we all get honked off about it. That's why they call you honky. You get honked off about it. You get mad, you become a hater. Why are they hate? Why are they cut me off? Don't they know I'm trying to get to Walmart? I need milk and bread. The storm is coming. Anybody ever figured out what milk and bread are going to do for you in the storm? No. But it's all right. We always got to get milk and bread because the storm is coming. But what I realized years ago, I realized this nine years ago when my dad passed away in the hospital. I called my brother. They were on their way over. And they, I said, don't, just relax. I said, take your time. Dad just passed. He did not hear that. He did not hear just passed. I don't know what he heard. All I know is I saw them pull in. I'm, we're on the ninth floor 
of West Virginia Medical Center in Morgantown, West Virginia, and I saw him park the car and run in. I thought, why is he running? He gets up there and he says, I said, why are you running? Well, he said, you, you called. I said, yeah, I called you. I said, your dad just passed away. Oh, oh, man, he said. Oh, I bet those people with that red light are really mad at me because I ran a red light and cut somebody else off and blah, 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 blah. You know, we don't know who's going to an emergency. We don't know what that other person or family is facing at that moment in time. We don't know what's happening in their life that is very important to them at that moment. Maybe we should have a little bit more sensitivity in life. And I'm preaching to myself. Oh, look at your head shaking. Oh, man. You better get some sensitivity. <laughs> Let me just tell you about myself. My temperament is not good for where I came from, okay? I am a choleric sanguine. If you've ever studied personalities, that is not a good combination right there. And being born on the East Coast, that is not good at all. Because, number one, our weaknesses are we can be rude. I don't need any amens from anybody. We can be, we can be crass. We can be insensitive. We can walk on top of you and it not hurt our feelings. I didn't say it. Practices. Those are Silas, Seth, Haber, Strife, and Miss Shoals. Shh. Shh. My, my, not the word of God, but my mouth, my tongue can be a sharp, two-edged sword. I'm getting away from this section because I hear... I can say mean, cutting things to you. I, can, I could take you down. I could slice you and fillet you and have you wrapped and in the freezer getting cool in a matter of just a moment of time. But I have had to learn to let the Holy Ghost work on me. I have had to learn that, you know what, I don't have to say everything I think. I have, I don't know who I'm preaching to today. Maybe I'm just preaching to me. Maybe I've had a backsliding right now. You know, I'm, I, I got to learn that I have to give grace and mercy because we're in a fight. We're all in a fight. And guess what? I have to help you, Danny Trout, get to heaven someday. Amen. I got to have, you know, if you stay with me and don't leave the airport and go to the other side of the island, I can get you to heaven. But I tell you. We got to the we got to Honolulu and we got our rental cars and met everybody and I come out of the airport parking and I said, wonder where Danny is. He said he was listening to Megan. Megan's not here to defend herself. They went to the other side of the island. I said, well, what are you doing over there? It's beautiful. I know. I know we're going to go eat lunch. And we can see how pretty it is later. It's like, where's he going? Oh, I can't find him. Guess what? I'm in here to get Tim to heaven. I'm here to help Alyssa get to heaven. We're going to get Haley to heaven and all those kids to heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. You know what? How would it be? Wouldn't it be nice if maybe, oh, and now here you go, Pastor. Wouldn't it be nice if some of you ladies, maybe maybe it might take more than one, maybe a couple of you say, you know what, Haley and Dylan, we're going to watch the kids tonight. You go out on a date. 
What can you do to show kindness to somebody this coming year? What can you do to say, you know what, I'm going to think of you. I'm going to think of you before I think of me. I'm going to help you before I help me. I'm going to be a blessing to you before I'm going to bless me. I'm going to take it into consideration because, you know what, you may be struggling right now. And maybe I can help you. If I can't do anything else, I can listen. I've learned to be a good listener. I got a lot of information in my brain that people have said, you cannot tell anybody else, and I don't tell anybody else. Amen. And then Amy will find out three months later. She said, did you know such and such? I said, yeah. She said, when did you know that? I said, about three months ago. Well, why didn't you tell? I said, well, you're me. not telling nobody. I'm not telling. I can help you listen. I can help you through it. I can give you encouragement. I can pray. Maybe the Lord told somebody in here, you need to call so-and-so and just encourage them. And you said, oh, the Lord doesn't use me like that. And that is a person that you needed to call that day. Because guess what? They are God's children just like we are. And they are on God's mind just like we are on his mind. And he said, hey, why don't you pick up the phone and call Dottie and say, hey, Dottie, how you doing? Good seeing you at church today, Dottie. Dottie and Leroy have been moving. They've been working hard. Dottie's been sick. We've been praying for Dottie. Guess what? God wants us to strengthen each other. God wants us to encourage each other. God wants us to be men and women of the cross and men and women who are in the family of God and men and women who are willing to go the extra mile. Guess what Jesus said? If somebody asks you to go a mile, go too. If somebody asks for your coat, give them your cloak also. How many times have we missed a blessing because of the extra mile ministry because we were insensitive and didn't hear his voice? In here in prayer yesterday morning, I was praying, God, make me sensitive, more sensitive to your voice. Let me hear your voice better this coming year. Let me hear what you're trying to say now, Lord. You know, you may say, oh, you know what, Pastor, I come to this church and not everything makes sense. Believe us, we know. We know not everything makes sense. I, and I just don't know what's happening, but I feel something here. You're feeling love here. I asked the Lord, I said, please, Lord, please forgive me. I had to ask the Lord to forgive me again. For years ago, when I was in that Randall, I had people saying, you need to start a church in Vandalia. I had two people on the same night looking at me in the eyeballs saying, we think that you ought to start a church in Vandalia. And I said, both of you. Like a submitted, surrendered Christian that night, I said, I ain't doing that. And I said it fast, too. You remember that night? And you thought, oh, my God, why did I marry that hard man? Because he's got a way about him. Don't know what it is. And I'm looking, and these people are saying, you need to start a church. Well, that's all the Lord needed because the seed had already been planted. And so I'm driving down the road, and I'm headed to a church conference over in Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm going through southern Indiana. And at that time, it was an awesome phone service. Johnny, you remember this? That is called Friends, right? So AT&T, if you had friends on AT&T, you could talk and not pay any roaming charges. Remember that fantastic deal? Now we don't, it's just free all the time. We just, we just need Wi-Fi. I just need data. Data, data. I need it. I've got the data. Data or data? I just need information. Right? 
I need information. And listen, so that seed was planted in my heart and my, my brain, my intellect was fighting it. And I'm driving down the road and I'm talking to my old buddy in Arkansas. Mitchell knows him. He's Mitchell's pastor for a while. Old brother Tim. And we were talking back and forth. And there along 64, eventually you lose service, AT&T, or you used to. And right before that, he asked a question. He said, so what are you going to do? I said, I, and I, you know how you say something that you say and it doesn't, you didn't know that you were going to say it and it just came out of your mouth? And then when it comes out of your mouth, you go, <gasps> and all the oxygen in the air or all the air, whatever, all the air in the room goes. <gasps> he said, well, what are you going to do now? And I said, I don't know. I'll probably start a church in Vandalia. Wow. And then it went, <laughs> hello, hello, Tim, Tim, no service. Okay. Why did I say that, Lord? Because the Lord was putting in something inside of my life. He was putting something inside of there. And then, lo and behold, you know the story how, Lord, i got to have a sign. And the Lord gave me a sign, and here it is. And I apologize to the Lord. Lord, please forgive me for being so obstinate. Please forgive me for being so hard-headed. Please forgive me, Lord, for, for, for not listening to your voice in the first place. You sent two people, and they told me, and I, I just re rebuked them and said, I ain't doing that. Lord, then I'm on a phone call with, a, with somebody from my past, and out of the clear blue, I don't even know what it said. It comes out of my mouth. I'll probably start a church in Van Day. And now, Lord, I've asked for this, and you've done this. Please don't be so hard-headed that you can't hear the voice of God when he's trying to tell you something. Please begin to pull down those walls and let God's voice begin to come into those chambers of your spirit because God's going to give you power over all the power of the enemy. And with those still small voices and those moments of time when God visits you and God talks to you, hallelujah, he's going to infuse in you and impart in you the power to overcome and be victorious and do something great for him. Amen. Listen, I told you before, all you guys are heroes. All of you are heroes. The reason you're heroes is because a lot of you are not third and fourth generation, what we call Pentecostal. Okay? Some of those people are flat nasty. How do you say that? We rewind that. Let's, let's dub over that one. But they've been in it year after year and generation after generation and family after family. And it's just normal to them. But listen, a lot of you folks come not from that. You've come from totally something else. And you've yielded and you've submitted. And the Lord is trying to talk to you and say, guess what? I want to take you a little higher. I want to take you a little deeper. Only in God can you go deeper and higher. Only in God can you go deep and wide. Deep and wide. Remember? The Bulgarians say, That's all I know of that song in Bulgarian. Right. God wants to do something. And guess what? You're sitting here today. And you're listening to this preacher. And I'm telling you, don't throw the walls up because God's voice is trying to talk to you. Don't throw it up and God's trying to say, I want to do something greater in your life. God has something greater for each and every one of us. Hallelujah. I still go back to, oh, man, I go back to that camp in, in Hawaii in July. And Danny and Carlita were teaching, and they were doing such a good job. 
Carlita's up there talking about having the open palm. And little did, did she even know, and little did Danny, little did any of us even know that with the same open palm that she was talking about to those people in the islands, that God was getting ready to drop those boys right into the palm of their hand and say, guess what? I've heard your prayer and I've seen your tears and now it's time for me to show up. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you that if each and every one of us would just have an open palm and say, Lord, you take out whatever you want to take out and then Jesus, you put in whatever you want to put in. Hallelujah. I am willing. I am open and I am available. Hallelujah. Give the Lord some praise right now on that. I don't know if you're going to make it, Danny. I don't know if you're going to make the next trip to Hawaii because you got all these kids. And you're praying for more. We'll make it. It'll be all right. He wants more. Anybody want Butcher Brody? Because they're getting, I mean, it's, you had to get a bigger house. All those kids and poor Butch and Brody. Also known as Duke. Butch is also known as Duke. But Butch sounds so much better. Guess what? God wants to bless you. And this just came to me. Are we settlers or are we pioneers? Remember that message I preached 100 million years ago? Settlers versus pioneers. A pioneer goes... Where's you Star Trek people? Where are you? Star Trek. Open it up. How's it go, Dustin? When it opens up. Space. Space. The fi- I, knew, I knew there was something, but I didn't remember. Space, the final frontier. Captain James Kirk. I bet he couldn't fit in that bodysuit anymore. Man. It happens to us, doesn't it? All the men say it happens. Amen, it happens. We try. We're like Avis. We try harder. Amen. Space, the final frontier. Pioneers going into territory you've never been in before. This church is full of pioneers. This church is full of Holy Ghost, spiritual Holy Ghost pioneers. You are a pioneer. You need to pat yourself on the back. Guess what? Because you know what? You are somebody in the kingdom. Because not everybody can be a pioneer. There are settlers who come in behind the pioneers and they settle. They've established the towns. They establish all of the of the businesses of the town and all of the functions of the town and all the systems of the governing of the town. Those are the settlers. But it took a pioneer to go out and face the unknown. It takes a Holy Ghost pioneer to walk out of a church that you're not getting anything in and to walk into a church that is totally opposite of what you're used to, ever heard of. And guess what? You've probably heard bad things about these kind of churches. But I'm telling you, if you stay here long enough, you'll realize that the water is just fine. Hallelujah. You'll find out that the drinks at the bar are on the house. Somebody just needs to step up to the bar. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your 
sons and daughters will prophesy and your young men will see vision as visions and your old men will dream dreams. This is part of the last day. Holy Ghost spirit filled church. You are setting in part of the kingdom of God today and God is saying come on. I know what you're dealing with. I know what you're facing. I know what you're looking for and here it is. This is that. My, 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 my. Oh, but pastor, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, it will. It will. We'll show you a book for it. We got the owner's manual. How do you like to buy a car and not have the owner's manual? Don't need an owner's manual anymore. Google. YouTube. I've learned how to set my clock on three different vehicles from YouTube. In my vehicle. That one in Missile's car, it's a dandy. There ain't no, it says time, but there's no buttons. And it's going, how in the world does this work? YouTube. The owner's manual says, come with, with an open heart. Right? It says, die daily. Learn after me, seek after me, and you'll find I'm not too far from you. Pastor, I don't know what all goes on in church, but I'm liking what I'm feeling. Yeah, because it's Jesus. You're liking Jesus. I want to go to a church where I can feel Jesus. Amen? I want to go to a church when I can walk in with problems and I can drop the problems off at the altar and I can walk out free of those problems anymore. Amen. I want to walk into somewhere and I may not understand it all, but there's something clicking inside that says, you know what? You need some of this. You need to get on to this. You need more of this. You need more of this. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. I'm going to have you out of here early. I told you. It's your Thanksgiving present. Brother, Brother Johnny, Johnny Ty. Amen. He wasn't at church Sunday. Amen. We need to pray for his stepbrother. His stepbrother's 26 and is dealing with stage 4 cancer. His name is Cody. That's Brother Greg's son, right? Is that right, Brother Greg? We need to pray for Cody. We're going to do it right here in just a minute. And see, I said to, a few weeks ago I had Brother Johnny come up and pray. Remember that? And I said, I don't want you to pray in English. I want you to pray in your your tongue. And as he was praying in his tongue, I saw his mama praying and wiping tears. And Ginger has put together a Bible study, 12 lesson Bible study that was translated into Lao. So Johnny and Joy and all of them can go right through the whole Bible. From Genesis to Revelation. But Johnny wasn't here Sunday, and I was so excited to get that to him. Amy was somewhere else, and I said, I'm going to go. I got to go. I got to go minister. I got to deliver that Bible study, and I'm going to have Greg preach with him. Twice, two or three. And hardly anybody was in there. And Johnny and I sit down, and we, we just talked for about 15 or 20 minutes. Talked about the Holy Ghost. 
talked about the Lord working in his life. He said, you know what, Pastor? He said, I used to drink a lot. I don't drink anymore. He said, Jesus has taken that desire away. He said, I used to chase girls a lot. He said, I don't do that anymore. He said, Jesus is taking care of all things in my life. He said, I, I kind of am like you. I, you know, you wanted to be an engineer and then all of this happened. He said, the Lord is doing that in my life. The Lord is, the Lord is taking all those desires away. And he said, I just want to preach to people. I just want to tell people. And I said, Johnny, you can take this Bible study and you can tell people. You can preach to people. You know what would be incredible? And this is not too hard for God to do. Wouldn't that be incredible if Johnny was a, had his own ministry and he would have churches in the United States that ministered to the Laotian, the Laotian community in the United States, and then he also had a network of churches in his home country of Laos? Amen. You know, that is not too hard for God to do. That is not too hard for God to do. With man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Amen. It just takes a surrendered open heart. Hallelujah. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Uh, Greg, would you enjoy coming up here and Johnny? We're going to pray. We're going to pray for his son, Coden. Amen. How about we get some people. We're going to come right up here. We get some brothers and sisters behind you, brothers and sisters. Come on. We need some sisters and brothers of faith real quick. Real quick. touching you. Amen. We're going to pray right now. Let's pray, brothers and sisters. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this wonderful family right now in the name of Jesus. God, you see the miles they have traveled up to Carl Clinic. Lord, you know the, the pain, the anxiousness in Brother Greg's heart for his son, 26 years old. Lord, I cannot even imagine. The doctors have said, we can just make you comfortable. There's nothing more we can do. But, Lord, we serve a good God. We serve the God of the universe, the God of heaven and earth. We serve right now. We pray for Cody. His song, Right Now, in the name of Jesus. I pray for him up in Champaign, Illinois. Touch him, God, and heal him in the name of Jesus Christ of this cancer. That your name would be glorified, Lord. Hallelujah. We pray in the name of Jesus that you would just do mighty things with this family's life. God, thank you for Greg. Thank you for his open heart that he has in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, a blessing on him in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, pray favor on him, your power and your goodness on his life and understanding. Lord, begin to reveal to him in the word of God the things that he has questions about. Begin to open up the word of God to him right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we just pray in the power of the Holy Ghost right now that you would do mighty things with this family. Lord, you see their hearts. Lord, we just pray you fill their hearts with your power and your mercy and grace. Touch Sister Joy right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, oh, Lord, the love of a mother, God, where she loves all of these children and cares for them. 
In the name of the Lord, we pray. Right now, God, we just trust you in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, God, we just pray now for each and every one. Let's just pray again for our brothers and sisters all over us now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, touch this family at Family Worship Center. Touch us in the name of Jesus. Touch every one of us, Lord. I pray for everyone. I pray, God, that any addictions that we've picked up will be taken care of. We don't need those addictive things in our lives, Lord. We don't need those addictive things in our lives. In Jesus' name, God, let us open up our hearts and surrender to you right now. God, you bring healing to the members of this church right now. Spiritual healing, physical healing, mental healing. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Lord, as we walk from this place in just a few moments, let us walk out of here with a new boldness, a new confidence, a new reassurance, Lord, that you're going to do mighty things in our lives. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand praise, would you? Yeah. 